Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Amanda Clark Beal and Aaron Beal about their wedding at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco. I thought you guys would be interested to hear about how they chose this venue and what it was like to plan a wedding there, and of course, how everything turned out. So welcome, Amanda and Aaron. Hi. How you doing? Great. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided to have your wedding at the Walt Disney Family Museum. When we originally started planning our wedding, we actually made like a mission statement and a values diagram for our wedding because as a lot of people know, a wedding can pull you in a million different directions. And we decided that it needed to be meaningful, fun, and with people we loved. And so that that really kind of centered for us, the, the fun, we, we are huge Disney fans. And so then it was just picking a location between the different parks. The museum, I actually would go to quite frequently. I volunteered at a handful of times. So it was a really special place. And we decided on it because, one, it was close to where family lived. And we thought it would be pretty easy for them to get to. But also because we appreciated the spirit of the museum. If you haven't been through it, it talks about the whole story and the early beginning. So it, it shares the struggles that Walt and his family or, or colleagues went through to get to the point of the Disney as we know it now. And so I, for me, that was meaningful to kind of have a complete story because being completely open with you, I would visit the museum a lot as I was recovering from like homelessness and a domestic violence relationship. And I remember getting the elevator the first time because I was in my early 20s when this happened and hearing Walt Disney say, you know, I think it's I think it's good for a young person to have a good, hard failure when they're young and just crying and being like, it's okay. You know, I mean, look, he, he showed up to LA with a, a suitcase and $40 and, you know, his life is turned around. And at the time I was really, I, I could only volunteer there every once in a while because I was going to school full time and working full time. And I ended up getting a scholarship to a college over here. Right. And, you know, so like, I really credit the museum for being this kind of like, spiritual place for me where I could go and get uplifted. Yeah. That's awesome. What is, what a story. Wow. So, um, it was really meaningful and I, I'm sure we would have loved a park experience as well, but for us personally, it just meant a lot. How did your friends and family react when they found out that's where your wedding was going to be? A lot of our friends that were Disney fans were excited. Either they knew about it already. I, Funny enough, a lot of people don't know about the museum in San Francisco. So a lot of people didn't know that that existed. <laughs> and I'm certain there were a handful of guests that just followed the address and didn't even like pay attention to the fact that it was a Disney themed. Um, but I'm sure some guests, I mean, certainly shared with me that they really, really knew they were going to come to this wedding because they were like, oh, I'm a Disney fan. I got to figure out how to get it off from work. So for me, my family was ecstatic because they were like, oh, thank goodness we can actually attend because my, 
my family definitely wasn't going to make the trip across the country to see us in where we are in Massachusetts now. And they were head over heels like, oh, we can go and we can bring everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and all the kids are going to love it because it's Disney. That's fantastic. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to attend? The maximum count we could do was like, I believe, 114. It's just a little over 100. We invited more than that, knowing that a certain amount just aren't going to show up. I I forget what the mathematical count is, but you're supposed to figure for 10 to 20% not being able to make it. So we invited probably, I'm going to guess, 120 or 130. And my guess is between 80 and 90% showed up. So pretty close to 100 guests. That's great. For us, it was a big deal because we both wanted to invite everybody, of course, mm-hmm. that we could. But the museum, the museum, the way that they structure their weddings, they told us it's very, it's very much for people who fit with their kind of uh, idea of what a beautiful Walt Disney wedding is like. Interesting. What do you mean by that? So there are limitations at the museum. There's not really space for a dance floor for a big amount of guests. So we just did a couples only first dance. I see. Yeah. So you've got to adhere to the occupancy. You must use the museum's caterer. And the museum is only closed on Tuesdays or in the evening. So it's like after six or something along those lines. So it has to be the particular wedding. And they, I think they only hold, they say, one to two weddings there a year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then how did you choose the venues within the museum? It sounds like they don't actually do ceremonies. Is that correct? So you just had your reception there? I don't believe that before us they, they had done a ceremony there. I could be wrong on that. But we, if you haven't been to the museum before, so upstairs is all the galleries and it goes through the Walt Disney history downstairs there is a movie theater of course i mean it's disney so they they show their disney movies down there and we actually held our ceremony downstairs in the movie theater i see Mm -hmm. and then which spot did you choose for the reception the the galleries upstairs oh you used the whole thing we used the whole thing we rented it out Wow, that's fantastic. So did they just set up the food in one room and the drinks in another? Or how did that work? Because I've been to the museum and it's not super huge in some of those galleries. It is not. And so for that reason, we chose a a cocktail reception because otherwise a sit-down table dinner and meal would have reduced our guest count quite a bit. So they just set up in the, the lobby and the ticket area where they, the ticket desk is and all of Walt's awards line, that's where we had the actual reception where the food was served. I see. Okay. And then people could just freely wander through the gallery. Yeah. That was our entertainment for the event is we paid admission for at a certain point in time for the, I, I think we served food for like an hour and then we did cake cutting at the end. And then we opened up the galleries and people had a couple of hours to wander through before we did a send-off. Wow, that is great. How did you get everybody back together for the send-off? <laughs> the, the museum is very good about going through the galleries and politely reminding guests that, you know, we're finishing up and we're getting ready to do the send-off. And also 
on our wedding website. And also kind of as the reception was beginning, we, we announced and gave a speech and, and reminded again, you know, send off is at this time sharp. So please be there. Interesting. Okay, great. Now, so you, you had to use their vendor for the food. Did the same vendor also provide the cake or were you able to use a different company for that? I actually, my best friend, Samantha, made my wedding cake for me. She made me a Sleeping Beauty pink and blue cake. And they just let me bring the cake to the museum and provided plates and forks and did the cake cutting. And it was wonderful. That's great. How about for floral and decor? Did you add any of that? The only floral I had was my bouquet. And then for decor, so the decor, you can bring your own decor, but the museum, you have to get everything cleared because like there's restrictions on things like you can't bring in certain floral that might have moss or my understanding is probably you can't bring anything that could potentially damage any exhibits or get into anything that might damage because not only do they have their price listing there, like the original drawing of Mickey Mouse, but they also showcase other people's exhibits and work within the museum, stuff that doesn't belong to them. So everything has to be cleared. My decorations were very simple. I mean, it was a card box and I had painted pumpkins blue and sparkled them. So there wasn't any organic material to deal with in that sense. But they will work with you. I, I don't think you could use something like real rose petals, but within reason, you can get it cleared through them. If not, the caterer does all kinds of gorgeous themed parties around San Francisco. Really, really great stuff. And they can handle all that stuff. Interesting. I never thought about that because it's actually like archival conditions. It affects what you can bring in. Right. Or like at a Disney park. I mean, they, they're used to dealing with cotton candy and soda and <laughs> all right. kinds of stuff. The, the materials are like ready to go for all kinds of different conditions. So that's what they mean when they say, you know, it's a particular kind of couple that wants to come get married here. Because if I wanted to, you know, bring in all my own florals and things like that, I could do it. But being 3,000 miles away, I wanted something that, that was easier and less stressful. So we went very simple. And the nice thing about the museum is I didn't have to decorate a single thing because it's already so beautiful. Right. That is interesting. So then for your dance, how did you do that for the music? It sounds like you didn't have a DJ because the entertainment was going through the museum. Yeah. So they have a sound system throughout the entire museum and they just used the lobby sound system. We were told we could bring in a speaker or they asked if we wanted other types of sound equipment, but I, I thought the lobby would be fine since we were just using it for our first dance and then kind of piping through atmospheric music throughout the rest of the reception. Interesting. Okay. Now, can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? So I think we started doing pictures outside, like first look and the bridal party formals around 11, 1130. And we continued that for about an hour. And then me and Aaron went inside the museum and started taking pictures through the galleries before the guests arrived. And that went on from like 1230 to 130 when guests started to arrive. And then at 130, the doors opened for guests to be seated in the theater. And they came in and they got their, their Disney pins and signed the guest pumpkin. And then the ceremony started at 2 p.m. And I, our ceremony was really short. I, I would be surprised if it went on till 2.30. It was scheduled for half an hour. 
And then we immediately went upstairs, went right into first dance. Appetizers and drinks were beginning to be served at that point in time. And then we did toasts. And then I think about an hour later, after lots and lots of meeting and greeting, we did a cake cutting and then opened the gallery shortly after. And then people had, I think, two hours to wander around through the galleries. Wow, this is, sounds like such a fun wedding to attend. <laughs> it's certainly helpful. I mean, that was the intention was that it to be fun for, uh, to be meaningful for us and fun for everybody else. And we were going to share what we loved and hopefully other people <laughs> loved it too. If I know not everybody thinks a museum is awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were planning, what were maybe the three most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? It being meaningful for us. And Disney being really meaningful for us, we're, we're also both film and or art majors or computer majors. So like the location was really important to us. The, so the venue, the venue, we spent a lot of time researching, thinking about, and also a huge bulk of our budget went there because it's a space, but also it was our entertainment and our catering was wrapped up in that. The other thing we spent a lot of time on was thinking about the overall um, kind of flow and design of the day. If you have been down inside the movie theater, it is Fantasia themed. So it means the colors are primarily red, blue, and yellow. And that was something we had to think about as far as colors on bridesmaids and groomsmen and things like that. And so finding things that would fit with kind of the particulars of the the museum and its overall decor. And then we focus on meaningful details, like having like Disney pins for guests and hidden Mickey's in places. Photography was a big one that we talked about a lot and guest list, making sure we went with the motto. I don't know where I read it somewhere that said, invite everyone you love and feed them what you can afford to feed them. (laughs) That's great. So then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or you saved your time? Bouquets for bridesmaids. I swapped those out and had them carry lanterns with fairy lights. Alcohol. We just had wine and beer. We really cut that down. And then, like I said, the the food again. So my best friend made my wedding cake. We went with appetizers so that we could fit as many people and get everybody fed but really maximize our guest list. Got it. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? This one was fun. We, we just finished our ceremony and we're walking up the stairs in the back of the theater on the right. And there's people don't know about it, but there's this other door, the main exits on the left. And there's another door on the right. That's also an exit, but you first go into this tiny maybe three foot by three foot room <laughs> that is a uh, hiding place for basically for chairs and, and tables and stuff, but it was emptied out. And me and Amanda walked up in there right from our ceremony. And we were like, okay, we have to practice our first day. <laughs> and, and I took out my, I took out my phone and I put on uh, the music for our first dance. And we practiced in that tiny little room for a little while. while our guests all gathered out into the main reception area, <laughs> but that was pretty fun because it was the first moment we had alone together that day. Yeah, that wasn't a performance, and and the museum did that. They they kind of snuck us off so that you know everybody would exit, and then when we came up for the first dance, it was kind of a grand entrance. And you said to 
we just need a few more minutes. <laughs> Please just give us a few more minutes. I love that. And now anytime you go visit the museum, you can know that that room is there, your special room. <laughs> <laughs> and then Amanda, did you want to share your memory or you had the same favorite memory? It was the same one. We talked about it. And I, I thought that was funny that we, we had the same one of being stashed in this storage closet with just like extra chairs, you know, that that was <laughs> our special moment. And the reason was because we both had our flights delayed coming out. So we, we had to cut practice dance practice time from our schedule. And so we were so nervous about, I think we were more nervous about the dance than the vows at that point. I mean, the vows were <laughs> seemed easy comparatively at that point. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Oh, the delayed flights. We both had delayed flights on the way out and we had to switch officiants like three times because they, they legitimately had unavoidable emergencies come up like surgeries or things like that. So we, we actually got our officiant kind of last minute and it, it worked out beautifully. For me, uh, <laughs> mine was, again, this is a silly thing, but my family is, uh, they were notoriously late for stuff. So I made sure to tell everybody, you got to be here at exactly this time at one thirty when we open the doors after me and Amanda are done taking our photos. And of course, Instead of arriving late, they all decided to arrive early. So we're, so I, I'm getting texts on my phone while I'm going through the galleries with Amanda taking our, you know, uh, wedding pictures with, with our photographer, Justin Wilcox. And I, I take a moment to look at it and they say, like, we're here. Where are you? And I'm like, it's not open yet. It's noon at this point. So that's, that's something to note that if if you are having a strict timeline and you're kind of don't want people to see you and for it to be a surprise. There's not, I mean, they can get up and walk around the Presidio, which is wonderful, but there's not necessarily anywhere for somebody to come and sit inside. There is some seats outside. That's a really good point. Yeah, there's like that big grassy lawn and then there are the benches right there outside the door, but not like a waiting area. Nope, not a waiting area inside. And also, I think guests should know that you do not text the bride or the groom on the day of the wedding. You text one of the attendants. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> so was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal or you were worried about beforehand and then it turned out not to be? I think food was our main kind of because we, we, we spent a lot of time looking at because taste is absolutely fantastic. They have lots of different uh, varieties and stuff, but we were saying, oh gosh, we should have a vegan option, we should have a gluten-free option, we should have a meatless option, we should have a um, okay. meat, something with meat in it because cause there's going to yeah. be children there and we wanted to get something simple. But in the end, we ended up uh, finding out that, gosh, it just really wasn't that important. Mm -mm. Uh, it, people were way more excited about the the awards gallery and the actual walking through the gallery and the uh, favors that we had. They really liked the pins that we chose. Mm -hmm. um, we got a, we ended up getting like a really cute uh, Disney, you know, you, you know, Disney pins. Of course you can buy uh, lots of them on eBay, like a hundred random ones. And we decided to get a couple of those and those were our wedding favors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as far as uh, things that weren't quite as important, I would have spent, Less money on the food and less time worrying about the food and more money and time on maybe some more pictures, mm -hmm. I think. I feel the same. I mean, we worried about having like a beer option and that I, I think I saw one or two people drinking beer. I mean, that, yeah, that stuff. I mean, 
I've heard it before and people say, you know, the people that show up for your wedding that are going to show up are going to show up no matter what. And those are the people that are important and that love you and that care about you. They're there to see you get married. They're not there to be entertained and they're not there to be fed a certain way. I mean, they're there because they love you and they care about you. That's really good advice. Now, I have to ask because maybe it's just me, but every time I go through the entire loop of the Disney Family Museum, when I get to the end, and we all know what happens to Walt Disney at the end, I start crying. Did anybody start crying at your wedding? (laughs) Yeah, some people did. I I saw people touch. I I usually cry when I go through. (laughs) We have pictures actually in that gallery because I do think, although it's sad, it's like a special moment. You know, I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. it's something to, it's like a moment of reverence and also of like how much love the world had for this person and how much they changed the world. I, I'm a film major, but I'm also like a neuroscience minor. So I'm really fascinated (laughs) with kind of the way everybody connects to this. And we, I've been to a couple parks around the world. We went to Disneyland Tokyo for our honeymoon and I don't know, it's really neat to see how even throughout the world people connect with this and there might be some slight different interpretations but it seems to resonate with people worldwide that's a great point yeah now is there anything you would have done differently with your wedding knowing what you know now we would have done more photos and really really taken more advantage of just more time in the galleries and splurged for the second photographer. We had two photographers for part of the day, but not the whole day. Uh, Justin and his wife, Kaylee came and we had two photographers for like three or four hours. And I think we would have splurged and just had him had the photographers all day. Oh, also we rung for another favor or idea we thought of going with was taste offered a caricature artist that would come and do caricatures of guests for a certain amount of hours And we ended up cutting that, but I think we would have kept that because I think that would have been fun and meaningful and a cool memento to take at the end of the day. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other tips or advice for anyone who's considering having their wedding or vow renewal at the Walt Disney Family Museum? I would do the same thing over again where you you make what you want as far as an outcome of the day and focus on those aspects because the museum is really willing to work with people to make those things kind of work. So definitely consider your values because one, it's it's a smaller venue. So when you're thinking yeah. about the Walt Disney Museum, it's a smaller place. So you're not going to invite, you know, 500 people. If you were thinking about having a large wedding, this is a more intimate setting. Mm-hmm. So consider the fact that your most close and most beloved family and friends are going to be there with you and know that they're, they're those people for a reason. So don't get too caught up in pleasing them as much as pleasing you and your spouse because you're there for each other and they should know that they're you're there for each other and they're there to support you so when you when you're thinking about the food options go with something that you know you're gonna like Mm -hmm. and when you're thinking about the decorations and the uh way that the taste is going to provide like flowers and everything for you think about what you're gonna like your colors uh, and relax because the the museum really has it covered. They've got your back. They're super, super good in terms of like coordinating with you. Carla, who was our uh, very wonderful coordinator uh, from the museum, was always communicating with us and provided us with lots of help. So 
and the day of too, she's there, she's running around and asking you questions like, do you need, is there anything else you need? Do you need help with this? Or what should we, how do you want us to gather the guests and what time? And they're, they're really, really spot on when it comes to helping you with everything. So relax and take it slow and make sure that you get everything that you want out of it. That's great advice. Is there any place online where my listeners can go to read about or see photos of your day? Absolutely. You can follow us on Instagram. We are Longshot Travelers. So we have our pictures of our, uh, some of some of our wedding pictures on there. And we also have our Facebook that's also Longshot Travelers. And you can see uh, the posts that we have of some of our favorite moments from the wedding and some of the favorite moments from inside the museum too. Yep. That's great. And I will get some photos from you to put in a slideshow in the post for this episode on DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Okay. Well, Amanda and Aaron, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I think this has been really helpful for anyone who's considering an event at the Walt Disney Family Museum, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much. We've appreciated talking with you. It was fantastic. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>